Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for me You'll be training for you June 3rd, 2023, episode number 60 This one's going to go back to my roots. Uh, I just, uh, the the heat is coming on again, so I'm going to be having to spend a lot of time laid up just catching up on my educational video queue. And there's a lot of um, open uh, open source or or free courseware on um, Yale University. They've got... um, They got all kinds of courses, and uh, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying uh, many of them. And the one that I just started, I, that I'm looking forward to, is uh, is on capitalism. And I would consider myself at this point I don't want to say advanced, but I want to say um in my in my political and, and economic evolution that was sort of the um the gateway drug i guess the gateway drug of 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 evolving into being critical uh and generally left leaning in that journey now I would say I'm I'm just open-minded and and critical of of any um, any form of groupthink or any tendency which is uh, which which falls into patterns of um, laziness when it comes to developing empathy and understanding for for diverse opinions and diverse perspectives. And and I, I like the concept of being able to understand someone without agreeing with them. So from that perspective, now I I would not I would not um, like to associate with any wing or any color or any direction. <laughs> it, um, but I will I will own that in earlier stages of my development that was essentially spoon-fed to me and and I was obliged and very very innocently uh, went along with just a a very what we would call tribalistic or in-group, out-group, us versus them kind of way of um of approaching politics and so 
as I've evolved, I, I, I really haven't looked back much on those fundamentals, um, those early building blocks of of having a lot of the material that I studied be framed either for or against or influenced by or a reaction to somehow everything was was uh was directly in reference to capitalism communism or socialism and democracy w- was um I mean the the it, it was more about it was more about uh politics being determined by the the mode of production who owns and controls the means of production and and a sort of um what what was at least in the movements that I came from and in my in my thinking you're just um whatever polishing the the brass on the titanic or rearranging the the deck furniture on the titanic or on the ship of fools even to um to be playing political games when the real substrate of all of those uh all of that showmanship is is really the uh the economic model so Yeah, there were there were a number of years where, to me, I, it was always about it. For me, it was I I didn't associate with um, with any form of statism, and it was always a matter of class war to overthrow the government, and and from the ashes in a state of anarchy establish and and found decentralized anti-authoritarian economic and political units that are hyper local where I would have used to call them trade unions or or syndicates red anarchism if you put it if you want to give it a color the red and the red and black star would rebuild forms of of an economy and technology that would be appropriate and it would be sustainable but not necessarily i at, in my my earlier stages i wasn't necessarily a, a, a radical ec- ecological thinker i was pro environment but i wasn't as fully informed as I later became to where I really joined forces with with the the green anarchist movement and became very very toxic and and immature and hostile in a way that I regret and I will formally apologize for against in in this sort of um really immature backbiting insular uh infighting sort of war uh intellectual war between green and red anarchists where uh 
we were fighting over who was going to have more market share in the in the <laughs> of all things market share in the in the mimetic marketplace of ideas for how life would be how we would structure or not structure economics after the mythical revolution and uh, but for the most part it was all happening while we were mostly just partying and drinking microbrew and 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 suckling at the at the waste streams of the state and capitalism without having either without really having um i mean i in a <laughs> you would imagine that that as a counterculture, as subcultures, the anarcho-syndicalists would be completely self-employed in their in their parallel sort of an underground, maybe even completely alternative currency economy, where they have their own workshops and their own unions and their own fee structures and. And, and 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 insurance health insurance everything all the things that 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 are that are actually possible and that some some communities some of the more advanced um back to the land communities have actually achieved without being so well, well being more more um mature and wise <laughs> and more more integrated with actual communities and economies and not more of a urban youth hipster ideological subculture that was really the scene that i i mean i was in the age of of being in those kinds of scenes and it was a lot of talk and a lot of rhetoric and a lot of wind and some some action some some mobilization and then, and then a little bit of infrastructure, but not not really much. Like not not as much as I would later see when I traveled to Mexico and I saw way more mature and sophisticated implementations of infrastructure that actually exemplified the best imaginable green and red anarchism, even in in, in a beautiful synthesis that I learned a lot from, and I was really. Um, honored to 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 bear witness to a, a a much more mature and wise and holistic and even far more indigenous and ancestral pathway of anarchism expressed through the anarcho-punk movement where there where there were traditional gardens and traditional folk culture and then solidarity and labor relations that uh didn't create these very hyper like it, it didn't it didn't come out of a out of a university you know this came out of the earth and so it was humbling for me to see that and um i really appreciated that and it <laughs> put into context what, what what my what my thin and weak and and very academic um roots were just everything come out of uh, coming out of books and all talk and theory and not 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 enough action and not enough really rolling up your sleeves and actually building not wait not trying to be in this in this wannabe fight with the establishment but actually 
being the change you want to see and, and building the the alternative make the system obsolete by by making an, an alternative building the alternative um there's not i mean yeah there's there's some There's certain things you will not be able to get away with. You will have to be compliant to, with certain zoning and building code. And there's certainly that the, all of those invisible structures that uh, unless you were extremely remote, a lot of this stuff was happening in the city. And yeah, you're going you're gonna to go toe-to-toe with, with, uh, with the man, with the system if you're if you're trying to revolutionize it from within and you're breaking all kinds of laws in very visible and very loud way where people are going to complain and maybe they wouldn't have even cared, you know, maybe they wouldn't have even, wouldn't have even bothered you, but, but you're, but, but it becomes such a nuisance <laughs> to public health and to noise ordinances and everything that, uh, just the rowdiness of, of a youth dominated, Seenster political movement it just brings the heat on itself and um isn't sustainable in a lot of ways so even the even the attempts to 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 establish gardens or establish collective uh uh co-op businesses they 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 sabotage themselves because they they throw punk shows to make ends meet and then and then the street punks pee in the neighbor's yard and spray paint the <laughs> your the neighboring business tenants fleet of vehicles and break bottles and get in fights and there's blood everywhere cops show up and they they burn the spot and uh so much for that garden and so much for that uh anarcho syndicalist co-op business and <laughs> it uh sort of We do the states. We did the states' work for it. We didn't. They didn't have to roll up their sleeves or or, or bruise their knuckles, or or uh, chip their their batons on us. We would we would uh, brutalize ourselves and undermine our own our own infrastructure. And uh, obviously, needless to say, it was a breath of fresh air for me to eventually. I did discover permaculture in that in that time and in that through that community, but I I didn't fully um, get trained until much later. At which point, it, it was extremely refreshing because it offered a a constructive and less windy, less ideologically reliant more scientific and ethics science and ethics based and engineering really based approach to solving problems where you spend a very small amount of time even mentioning or talking about the problems and just having them understood to the point enough to where you know this is what we're up against but then from there the majority of energy and effort and thought and discourse goes into actually solving those problems in a way that is um to invoke a sentiment of Buckminster Fuller I would say if you something he said to the effect of if if you ask people 
whether or not you should build a bridge to help facilitate them getting across the river, you know, they'll, they'll fight you on it. They'll argue against it. They will not even believe it's possible or whatever. They will be very, uh, antagonistic to just the idea of it. But if you just go ahead and do it, they'll just use it without, without a fuss. And so obviously that's a great example of you're not, as long as you're not using eminent domain to displace them and, and, and you're not, uh, harming anyone, then it's, it's like, if you have a better, you think you have a better solution, you think you have a better plan. If there's a new way, I'll be the first in line, but it better work this time. If you know what, where that line's from, um, but there's not too much stopping almost anybody from being innovative and creative. And yeah, there's some, some laws you have to follow, but within reason, you can even get permit exemptions in some, in some circumstances. But point being, I embraced permaculture as a refugee from the 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 ruinous empty failed many years of my life um chasing ideological hype and pipe dreams you know and so so i haven't really looked back and thought back about these words it's just kind of like oh yeah i used to i used to talk about capitalism communism socialism all the time And I and I don't feel there's much utility in it anymore. Now, even in geopolitics and the empires of the world, what do they say? Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it it's all basically. I would say it's it's pretty safe to say. In in the in the world order of globalization that we're in that that the the economics the economic um uh gravity the 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 pull into participation and playing ball and being a team player with um globalization all of the the trade organizations that that govern it that are transnational it's almost archaic and and irrelevant what what ideology the revolution that founded your nation over a hundred years ago or whatever was or even within the last century was was in the name of because now everything's in the name of uh, you you could call you could say capitalism one and 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 everybody all of the all of the competitors to it have for the most part um implicitly explicitly or implicitly succumbed to it as as uh, mainly the 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 western forces led by the united states economy and and most of all the united states navy if you listen to peter zion analysis of um geopolitics and and globalization and what he would call deglobalization now but yeah we're basically capitalism 
reigned supreme and and took the form of um policing using naval forces to police the and to facilitate a global international maritime trade system uh, free market system or <laughs> uh, gangster crony whatever you want to call it uh, mafia <laughs> whatever you want to call it because there's hegemony and all kinds of um extortion across nation states built into the, the the whole scheme of that order of course but i think it's just safe to say it's all still imperialism and empires are going to empire and states are going to state and i don't really see much utility in even discussing even i don't think i don't think there's a uh, To my knowledge, there, there's not people aren't even really organizing under those banners anymore. Not certainly not the way that they were in those in, in the days of um, before globalization, before the internet age. Now I don't even know. I don't even know what a something like the communist Man manifesto or or movements like the ones of around Che Guevara or any other it's it's um I, to, yeah it's hard to imagine in the short form dominated by uh smartphone apps i just don't know i don't know what it what it would look like and i don't know what word or or banner or um i don't know what it, i don't know what it would look like now and so certainly it feels very <laughs> anachronistic to say the least to be a self-proclaimed uh marxist socialist i never i never took on any of those titles but um yeah i remember back in my day before the internet was really much of a thing there were hardcore it was like being a christian it was like being a um an extreme religious fanatic with a sandwich board and a bullhorn it was that sort of <laughs> that sort of mentality you would have to have to be like for for example one of the members of a socialist party that would just be out there with a stack of newspapers just literally just parrying the party line and that i just can't i can't imagine um in the the rate of information flow now they're just it's just the balkanization of everything <laughs> and the inter the, the the way that um the internet first and foremost and then and then all of the phases of web 1.0 2.0 even 3.0 and then social media and apps and and all of that i don't know yeah cult of personal the cults of personalities that used to found be the founders of big political movements it's now more as disposable of cults of personality as um 
as uh, pop pop music icons just flash in the pan one hit wonders and then you're gone as an influencer or you're the platform that you became the influencer on is deprecated because a new platform comes up so like uh like it was said in in what was it um pump up the volume society is mutating so rapidly that really anybody over 30 doesn't have a clue well i'm over 30 and i i think that's i will own that and say that's that's more true than ever and that was said in the mid 80s <laughs> so yes society continues to mutate more rapidly than anybody over 30 could possibly try to keep up with so like i've said in a previous episode it's my job to stay the f out of the way of the next generation and and let them hopefully with a bit of opting in to wisdom of elders hopefully they will they will make wise decisions with all the energy and power that they have and and they'll look at these um arcane political ideologies and uh And, and, and remix them, remix them in a way that will create emergent properties that were that were unforeseeable um, to to preceding or uh, previous generations like myself. Where it really was a matter of if you wanted to learn something, you went to the library and you researched it by checking out books and reading them. And then and talking about them with your friends and maybe your professors, but that was it. Cable access TV, yeah, I had a, I I did volunteer with the, with the cable access show for a minute. I did, uh, I I had appearances on on college radios here and there. That was before all of the the internet um, opportunities really took hold. So now I feel like in the in this moment of what's being called the the culture wars a lot of a lot of identity politics a lot of extreme tension between right and left and conservative and progressive and whatnot and i'm at a point personally where i'm i'm just not uh i'm not trying to be aligned with anybody other than myself at this point i'm trying to stay out of the crossfire and if i want to use my very hopefully strategically positioned distance from that crossfire and and that's where I'm speaking from now I mean I'm doing my thing and I feel like I'm doing it physically far enough away from anyone else's politics to where well, we can live and let live because we, because we're far away from each other, and uh, we don't have to hear each other, smell each other, and whatever flag we wave, it's just going to be 
the size of a pix of a speck a pixel you know from the distance of of neighbors from where i'm at so it really doesn't matter no one's going to care what color flag or what's on it because you won't even barely be able to see it and to me i would like us to if i had if i gave any advice to anybody it would be it would be the 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 experiment of the of the melting pot of of the public sphere where everybody's religion and ethnicity and and orientation and lifestyle is 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 going to be tolerated and embraced like that was that was a, a worthy endeavor but you have to choose whether or not that's a hill you want to die on and and i think there's there's a point at which i would hope th that everybody has a plan b that would involve displacing from and relocating from and just going back to the time-tested American tradition, the American dream tradition of planting your flag and homesteading in, 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 a, in a rural environment where you can live and let live and really nobody nobody cares what you think what you say there's just a geographical buffering around all the things that people get offended and triggered by and it's not i don't want to be utopian pipe dream about it but i'll say i'm living from it right i'm living even in it right now i mean there's not even if i was diametrically opposed to the people nearest to me i wouldn't i don't even i don't even like they they could be exactly like me or nothing like me or mortal enemies or best friends and and i i don't have to know if i don't want to know it's not in my face and there's a there's a a grace to that that you lose when you chase this policy public policy paradigm that it's that it's possible for everyone to get along in a polite manner in in the public sphere and for there to be um a sort of universal even constitutional framework that 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 facilitates all potential conflicts of interest or just that it resolves all potential conflicts of interest because it was so well designed i think it's very well designed and it is and it is it has um created some of the most honorably diverse uh demographics within institutions that are that, that that's um that's just been a a uh, leading the world in out of, out of the dark ages of uh, of patriarchy and barbarism of um, of the ages of, of empire and and kings and warlords and and autocrats and and all of all of those regimes. I think it's a is no it's a noble cause, and I'm proud to be 
part of the American experiment. And I think the Constitution was well-designed and well-framed, and it really can potentially um, continue to develop and grow and facilitate um, peaceful, plural, melting pot, diverse, inclusive uh, public space. But I I think that uh, I want to... Like I said, if I were to be asked to give any advice, it would just be, well, what if? What's? Let's do some threat modeling and do the what ifs on on that failing. Like it has been failing with certain Supreme Court rulings changing changing uh, hard won freedoms that we had maybe gotten complacent with over a generation and. And I really feel like it's a it's a tragedy that so many people, because of lack of financial means and the disadvantaged class, lack of privilege, that forces so many people to be um, at the mercy of and to then be victimized by uh, public public policy. public policy forces can that can be commandeered by religious agendas that can be commandeered by financial agendas corporate agendas whatever is just collusions of power powerful people who have who have interests and and networks that that are based on Yeah, I could just say old boy networks, but I think it's, I'd like to be a little bit more precise and clinical in the language and say, I want to say it like this. There's, there's the landowners, the bosses. I'm going to, I'm going to invoke the language that I, that I do, I, that I did, that I did appreciate and that I did learn and I did grow out of, grow into and then, then later grow out of. But it was, it was the language of the class war, war the class warriors, the, the working class critique of the bosses, the capitalists, the landowners, the landlords, those we would call them the ruling class. That that the ruling class, whether they are leaning to the left or leaning to the right, they they may even be still working it's not like they're not they don't it's not like they're all just retired <laughs> so 
but they are framing it in terms of the working class and the ruling class. And then all the gradations below and, and in between. But for simplicity's sake, what I think is, what I would like to, um, I want to dust it off and I want to, and I want to kind of exercise and, and, and develop and reclaim some of those fundamentals of critical thinking in my earlier stages of, of development um, that I, that I sort of, uh, I haven't felt like, I like again. I felt like they're quaint and they're they're antiquated. That that yeah. That a a socialist, communist, uh, informed, anarcho-syndicalist, more 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 accurate to myself, informed critique of of capitalism. It kind of it, that kind of reached its peak in the anti-globalization movement, and then. Since then, the the uh, the rise of, of of internet culture has sort of have has made the, made those frameworks somewhat antiquated, and there's just more of a more of a fluid and more of a rapid evolving streaming ideological swarm of memes, and really it, that that aren't conducive to manifestos like I said earlier but I want to now I feel like what I want what I feel like is medicine work a healing almost uh, ideological shamanism if you will but not not uh, not to um, make any claims or to aggrandize myself by saying that but just in the spirit of that thinking about in the spirit of mending these fractures because I would rather see a stronger fabric of our nation uh, with more tolerance and more unity and solidarity across all different walks of life so that we can stand tall and stand proud and stand strong against our foreign adversaries. That's my tactical permaculture kind of ethos at this point is that what what can I do to be part of the solution not exacerbate the problem of creating divisions and inflaming divisions I want to be part of healing and strengthening and gardening and creating resilience within the human um, sector of this, within these borders on this continent. I mean, like, it would, to, to be a healthy, strong, robust participant in international relations and, and economies, there's no, I mean, I may be personally leaning towards isolationism as a, as a foreign policy and as a, as a personal policy, but I don't see that. I, I I don't think I don't think that's going to voluntarily happen anytime soon. The fact is, the U.S. 
military, the U.S. economy has its fingers, its tentacles, and a lot of cookie jars around the world. And, um, yeah, I would like to rein that in and, and bring our, our troops home from a lot of places and get serious about repairing our soil and not just in my rhetoric it's not about just providing jobs <laughs> so that we can all be slaves in factories um but i i would say major agrarian reform and major land back initiatives to yeah if you wanted to i mean if i wanted to to it would be, to me it'd be very simple to say give all of the Native American tribes orders of magnitude more land rights than they already have and give them the best land and not the worst land to be sustainable and self-sufficient horticulturalists if they want to and even even better for those who still want to reclaim the ancestral ways of, of foraging, hunting, and gathering but to be able to have the best and not the worst lands to do that in, to me, that would be priority number one, to to heal the fabric of the hypocrisy and the the broken treaties of this nation. Just surrender mass acreage of public land, national forest, BLM, and... Yeah, instead of paying fees to get a fishing and hunting license, paying that to the state, you'd probably go to the same booth but be paying your fee and registering and be supporting a Native American tribe. I don't see... I mean, that to me seems a way more... way more in alignment with um, with everybody winning than a lot of the shenanigans that have gone on and that's a whole nother conversation but I want to say first and foremost for me it's it's about land back and that's just strokes of pens to do just retitling parceled land period <laughs> it's not it's strokes of a pen and, and a few bucks at the at the county Uh, registrar of records just retitling parcels and back hand giving them uh, to tribes and then while 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 you're at it I would love for the people fighting the culture wars in the cities and for the working class that's in the perpetual war with the ruling class, for them, for, and I would consider myself still, even though I had a, a bit of a micro fortune for a small period of time, I'm back now. <laughs> I mean, I... I I rebalanced my portfolio at a time when I had net worth on paper that was a micro fortune. I I I rebalanced that into purchasing land 
purchasing a decent truck and then stocking up with all of the the infrastructure and supplies that I could and now I I traded that paper those paper gains for regenerative infrastructure and now I'm not so economically viable on my my what, what my um investment portfolio isn't what it was I had to make that trade and I'm glad I did because <laughs> I would have paper losses and not paper gains if I didn't make that trade so I'm I'm very much I I had a uh, luck and skill that doesn't make me I'm no longer I'm not part of the ruling class but I'm no longer in the working class because I got I freed myself in that one market cycle of opportunity but I still am in solidarity I didn't I didn't sell out and join the winning team like in they live the way it's described we all sell it every day why not be why not join the winning team be why not be on the winning team yeah I didn't just I had a a, a micro fortune that I immediately was able to trade into back to the land humble regenerative infrastructure and it's barely was barely enough to just for me to barely subsist so i'm still the downtrodden i'm still the lumpen proletariat i'm still not the ruling class and i don't I'm not op- upwardly socially mobile enough to be um a, to be subservient to the to the ruling class or be trying to climb the ranks so I have not um and at all I have not um I'm not a I'm not a class trader <laughs> is what I'm not I'm st- standing in solidarity and in fact I make less money and I <laughs> I have less income than even the poorest people who still live in the cities because I'm I'm living in great depression era type economics of living off of canned and bulk dry food and a small garden and rainwater and two half-sized meals a day you know is really what it is and i'm not emaciated i'm actually in i have the the more muscle mass and better fitness than i've ever had in my life because i'm working the land and i'm it's a very appropriate balance of calories in and calories out and nutrients in and out and i'm in the ecological economic flow of permaculture and better living through permaculture you know so from this from but but i'm in solidarity with the working class i'm still a a a class warrior even though i'm no longer i'm a i'm a non-practicing member of the working class because i don't longer work for the man i work for the land 
and it's my land, at least in the eyes of the white man's law, so to speak. But I would love to form a trust. I've already formed a trust, and I would love for that trust to be, um, and it already sort of is, uh, without being virtue signaling about it, yes, my trustees are people of indigenous descent. My successor trustees are people of indigenous descent, and it's not a big virtue signaling thing. It's just those are the people who I happen to form alliances with. So hopefully, future generations on the that'll that will enjoy the shade of the trees that I'm planting on this land, they will be they will be nurturing and sustaining their indigenous bloodlines and, and, and languages and cultures and life ways on, on liberated territory that I fought in the cities as a class warrior to be able to establish and, and, to, and to own. And that hopefully we can be regenerative and financially productive with market gardening so that we can continue, we can continue to, um, to live the dream on the promised land and just pay property taxes and that's that <laughs> and be one example of acreage of liberation from the grinding poverty of the city and the victimization in the culture wars of whatever it is that we care to express about our diversity and our orientations and our way we want to conduct our our um family planning etc etc to be able to for me it's just now i'm i'm here alone none of my tribe my neo tribe that i built over so many years no one else is here with me now and there were times in my career as an activist as a member of the movements the social movements both in the city and and in the countryside where i had a very i rolled thick in a in a big tribe of 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 uh i would say loosely federated eco-punks anarcho-punks and and we were all almost all of us were extremely impoverished starving artists revolutionary wannabes with no tactical training and not no no um backing no backing you know of any kind barely scraping by minimum wage jobs or gig work and sometimes sex work and the lump and proletariat well i'm one of them, one of us who was able to fight my way out of the class war and to get a piece of land, and that land is already is already entitled and, and trusted in a way that it will go back to the indigenous people, the bloodline of indigenous people. So I am living in the ethos of land back. But I'm and I'm here like for me it's very much dances with wolves. You show up to your post and there's nobody there and you just man up and you defend it and you and that's that. You just do what you were trying to do. 
and don't complain about it. And that's me living in that that romance with the frontier. And I I lean on the strength of uh of the of the, the character in that film and I really feel like um it was my destiny to follow in the footsteps of the, the character of that film to be um a patriot to the earth to the land that sustains your life under your feet and not and, and then to be critical of the uh, the establishment and the status quo and the policies and the politicians that that would exploit the indigenous peoples of that land that sustains you that you stand on that you should be a, a, a custodian of a steward of a warrior defender of that you may have to take up a a martial posture against those who would attempt to um, ravage the peoples and the and the and and the ecosystems and the wild animals—that's what I learned from that story. Which actually, from what I know about the history of the um, of westward expansion and manifest destiny and whatnot, all throughout the wars that built the country we now take for granted there were a lot of european soldiers who defected and joined native american tribes and fought with and alongside them as traitors to the united states and i don't want to <laughs> like i don't want to invoke that word i'm going to say I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm a patriot of the United States of America, and uh, but I think it is the appropriate, tactful, diplom- diplomatic position to say I I live in honor of the of the um, ind- the surviving indigenous nations and as a delegate of. As 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 a as a settler, as a colonizer, as a white man, with the privileges that come with that, as a, I want to be a delegate of the United States proper, the United States uh, of America. I'm a I'm a citizen. I'm a national of the United States of America. But I want to be a diplomat and an ambassador, and I want to build. Um, alliances with with the Native American tribes, and I have done that as 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 in many forms of activism throughout through many movements throughout my life, and, and I would say it's all rooted in in my childhood experience of the films Thunderheart and Dances with Wolves, and um, that's going beyond capitalism and, and communism and socialism, but I want to come full circle with that and say as I as I am going to go through this um, Yale course on capitalism and, and actually 
um, as a a form of um, maintenance maintenance the way to i'm going to look at it like this the way that uh yeah you can own a vehicle and not read the manual and not do any of the scheduled maintenance and really just run it into the ground and take years and miles off its potential life by not doing the maintenance according to the manual so for me i'm going to take that that approach of being a good like a good owner that way I, I would like to be a good owner of my my vehicles i would like to be a good owner of my 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 the the the, the intellectual tech stack and do a little bit of maintenance work and go back and defrag the hard drive a little bit and 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 actually reboot some of those earlier um intellectual modules uh, operating system frameworks whatever you want to call it and actually not because now I do think that what is what 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 I would like to what I would like to to embolden and strengthen and affirm and and energize is for all of the people who are really struggling to um to find a voice and where the the politics of, of the culture wars of the left and the right conservative liberal whatever it is i think there is a um a more a more unifying rhetoric a more unifying framework that is um that's that the to me in my in, in, more strategic and tactical uh position of grassroots coalition building that's non-divisive the bigger the bigger enemy to stand in solidarity against is really as simple as it sounds and as marxian as it sounds i think it's the only way to create peace within the culture wars is to say it, it's 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 got to be for me it's going to it's going to be i'm not imposing this on, on anyone i'm not trying to get chase clout or get likes or follows i'm not playing any of those games i'm just sitting here in my i'm just sitting here dying peacefully so that i can ex- exemplify a settler uh living and dying in the east in the ethos of land land back that's i mean the death and t- death taxes and my land being in a trust that will be um absor- reabsorbed by by the bloodlines of indigenous people that's and that that's that's I'm going out like that. I'm going out like that. I'm doing it one gray hair and one one uh 
vertebrae going out at a time you know i'm <laughs> just like i'm over i'm i'm getting over the hill i'm in decline i'm out of my prime and i'm gonna just keep planting trees tending my gardens trying to keep my fish alive and and just be barely hanging and be be, be slowly ground into dust by the elements out here and hopefully composted in a grave of my own design and so that, that this land can be one node in a network of settlers, white settlers who who entrusted land that they could that they were able to purchase and they didn't pimp the land or pimp the people on it and they just enriched it with permaculture and then entrusted it back to the indigenous people. And that's that's patriotic to all nations of this land because it's good for the soil it's good for the first nations it's good for the 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 nationhood of the united states of america that's just me and (laughs) i don't want to get sucked into or drawn into the crossfire of the culture wars i can't keep up with it i'm too old i don't have the bandwidth i don't i would have to be on a million apps and follow a million people and try to ratio them on app comment threads and i don't have time for it i don't have interest in it and i and i wouldn't be successful at it so i bow out i forfeit the culture wars and but I will say that I'm aware of them, I acknowledge them, and I, and I have a lot of um, sympathy for the people who are in, that, in those fights. And, and my, my only advice would be that um, for, e- for every unit of energy that gets poured into the possibly futile battle with the ruling class, and the conservative religious right around freedoms of expression in different domains in the public sphere that if you're going to if you're going to fight to be um, if you're going to fight for concessions within the public sphere in the in in the cities and on the land of the bosses and and the 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 landowners and the landlords maybe budget some energy and time and 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 create a fund within your movements to start to to start to look at buying land that has no amenities that you could retreat to in an emergency like a pandemic or social unrest etc but hopefully that there would be a contingency planning subcommittee of your organization or your movement that would say we're going to be the um like the green berets of this force of this movement that are going to engage in in the special operations that are that will be required to 
to to mobilize this movement into uh, positions in remote areas that are already built out to function like regenerative bases of operation with communications, physical security, even like factoring tactical and strategic thinking around maybe maybe you don't wear your politics and your orientation and everything on your sleeve. Maybe there's a time and place for it not being a per, uh, something that you parade around. That there is a... That's the thing that, that that's, um, to me, I, I don't want to die on that hill of uh, as much as I want to be a part of uh, honoring diversity. When it gets to an extreme of imperiling itself to where it becomes martyrdom and, 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 and can go to an extreme of actually indulging in seeking opportunities to agitate and to be offensive when you when you know it's going to create a backlash and you know it's going to uh you know i'm like i'm not going to say any of those trigger words or anything or say i don't want to trigger anybody i don't want to be draw any negative attention on myself but i will just say words to the wise if you if you're going to fight in the if you're going to fight in the in the in the arena of public policy and public scrutiny and public space and you're fighting so you're still you're still no matter what it's still the framework of the working class versus the ruling class so if you want to fight that fight and it, and you feel like it's a good fight and for the most part i feel like yeah freedom of expression freedom of speech uh, diversity inclusion all these things to me i'm in alignment with anybody um expressing their their constitutional freedoms and if it's uh if you're not hurting anyone else then by all means be a consenting adult and and do your thing and um but 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 don't be naive about the fact that if you if you make a very um if you make a spectacle out of this and you make a public you make a you make a spectacle out of this fight in the public sphere like then you choose your battles and if you choose that battle <laughs> good luck i was in that i was i was on those front lines for many years and i i, I considered it to be a losing battle and i'm not the, i'm 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 not the first i'm not the first person to say it's time to head to the hills and retreat from the urban public sphere class war ruling class versus working class frontline battlefield of riot cops and judges and juries and grand juries and 
litigation and all kinds of ways to get your skull cracked and to be bankrupted and to be bled out and incarcerated even if you're fighting the good fight. So I come from the class war and I just don't want to, I don't want to fight and die in the class war in the city. And I think that uh, for the people who, who want to fight for, for public space, for, for the right to do and say and be and dress and act and have access in public space, I'm at a point where I'm just like, they can have it. You can have it. Whoever can have it. I don't. I don't. I don't want my skull to be cracked on concrete. I wanna. I wanna die peacefully, and integrate into the soil that I built. So there's not like. So I have. I'm speaking from a place of privilege, having purchased land, and now I'm living, a. A um, vintage America American dream of home permaculture homesteading back to the land and lo and behold you know what there's not a big culture war fight to be fought and i could pretty much think however i want to think dress however like as long as i'm not being the most obnoxious there's really almost there's almost nothing i could do like i said very early to offend anyone or even be noticed because of the dispersion of the population. So I think, like people say, if you put your phone down and all your problems seem to have gone away, then maybe that says something about where your problems are coming from. Well, maybe that could be said about urbanization and urban life. And and I'm not saying things get more uh, free. It's, 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 it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? Because one person's freedom is another person's tyranny, but the idea of live and let live, I think if, I think if the people who were fighting culture wars online and in the cities spent more time homesteading on land that they own in rural areas, and they strategically interface with the public sphere in a way that doesn't that doesn't um, uh, like you, you. If you don't go out of your way to offend and agitate your neighbors and your your in the community that you're embedded in, and you're just a rural landowning member of a loose member of a loose community spanned across mass acreage yeah maybe people will talk about you behind your back but if you don't go and hang out at the county fair and the and the local tavern honky-tonk bar whatever you could probably have your enclave of people who think like you and dress like you and express themselves in consenting adult manners like you or whatever. And I don't think that's a loss. I think that's a win. I don't think that's ceding territory to to the alt-right or whatever. I, I just think that the 
that if you if you really want to fight over over densely populated public space and not have a fallback location like rural land that you can go and sustainably live on i think it i think it's um it's a, a now i know before it was theoretical and now it's i mean i would always before i owned land i spent as much time as i could helping my friends who were living on land and they were actually doing regenerative permaculture and they were anti-authoritarian rebels and they were doing it far from the city and they had fought they had scars and battle wounds from fighting in the city for every cause you can imagine and some people would say that they sold out and now their lifestyle is because they went back to the land no i always wanted to be I always wanted to have one foot back to the land and one foot fighting in the cities. And now I got both feet back to the land and I would like to extend not not a hand to, 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 to guide people onto my property, but at least to facilitate them, the class warriors out of the urban class war and and into a far more camouflaged, and nuanced and and peaceful relationship where you're not a you don't I'm not saying sell out and become a landlord or a slumlord but you can be a landowner for a very small amount of money you just have to give up the hipster scenester subculture urban political career and 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 set roots out maybe somewhere where where you may have to where you may have to be very tactical and strategic about blending in and laying low but for the right price it's worth it <laughs> you know like just do the math and think about it and i don't know you know <laughs> if if you were the most woke person listening to this right now or the most anti-woke person listening to this right now i think we could probably all agree that it's just it's just a matter of the right your right to swing your fist ends where my face begins that is just the the the, the do no harm non-aggression principle and we can we can go a long way with diversity and inclusion and and honoring diversity and i think we just need to give each other more space to be where we're not just on top of each other in cities and I'm not going to get started on a rant about how how ecologically incorrect urbanization has always been today as a permaculturist that goes without saying it's an inappropriate design pattern it is maintained disorder it's stacked dysfunction and as Bill Mollison said, cities produce pollution and shit. <laughs> Whereas if you were to be intelligent about managing waste, you would be producing fertility and you'd be growing perennial forest gardens with no, no toxic pollution and a reinvestment of all of your biological organic waste products into the earth bank and that would be sustaining you and capturing 
and utilizing more energy in a clean, sustainable manner than 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 what you uh, you will be capturing and 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 utilizing more energy than you than you consume, and therefore you will be perpetually sustainable based on a real-time solar budget. That's the permaculture uh, promise, and um, I'm I'm living it inch by inch, not row by row, but uh, but layer by layer, shall we say? And I really hope, yeah, my heart goes out to all of the people who are going to have to keep fighting the street fights, the class war, the race war, the culture war, the that concrete is hard and those jail cells are cold and the ruling class on the left and right they got the money to to just make a a sport out of you being the political football as the working class if I'm speaking to you and that's who's listening or if you're whatever I guess the most woke or the most anti-woke, whatever it is, I think we can all agree, yeah, amongst Americans here, let's live and let live. Let's see less violence. Even if you don't, even if you're totally racist and homophobic, let's say, probably... There is a, somewhere in your heart, and I, w- and I would like to speak to that place in your heart, if that's you, <laughs> where, you, where you would be able to live and let live, and just say, hey, you know what, whatever, you want to be nimby about it, not in your backyard, if you don't want to see it because it's out of sight, out of mind, but it's your neighbors, then maybe you grow a tomato trellis together one day, once, or something, you know? I mean, that will most likely seed itself again. You could do a perennial vine if you wanted to. How about um, passion fruit or grapes, etc., depending on the climate? It's like, you don't want to see each other, you don't want to talk to each other, but you can live and let live if you really check in deep within your heart, and why not have an edible an edible privacy fence, okay, that you grow together with permaculture. That's the way I see healing the culture war in the U.S. is all problems, solutions can be found in the garden. The solution to all problems can be found in the garden and the the peace, the peaceful resolution of all the culture wars. They're not going to be, to me, they're not going to be found in a stuffy-ass courtroom or in in a dead ass park or in a in a in a concrete ass street street intersection okay like how about culture peace in the garden that's the evolution of my being an urban class warrior and now really feeling sad and feeling distraught about the the futility 
of the online and urban culture wars. So if there's anything that is useful to you, the listener from this, no matter who you are, I'm hopefully, hopefully this medium actually becomes a good, um, it is a garden party for diverse people of diverse backgrounds where I would, I would love for the most homophobic and racist person to listen to this and find, find healing in it. And I would love for their, their mortal enemy to also be listening and for them to make a garden date to, to, to grow that fence together so they can live and let live. Cheers.